Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600-seat call center and customer service outsourcing organization located here in Northwestern PA. And here in Erie, PA, we have three uh, separate contact centers, and we started bringing everybody back over the last couple weeks. And uh, yeah, so everybody's back home now. We made that decision last Thursday, really sent everybody home last Friday, and we had about, again, 25 to 30% of our staff coming back. But, you know, with the Delta variant, with, with the kind of the spread in the Erie community, I didn't think it was smart. So, you know, we're back to uh, where we were literally, I don't know, three months ago um, or, or a year ago, depending on, I guess, on how you look on it. So, yeah, really frustrating. It's the pandemic that will never end. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, one of those things, I guess, right? So we just keep on trucking. I know I'm going to get questions like, well, then, Tom, why do you bring them back into the office at all? And, you know, if you guys have been listening, it's it's a security thing for me, right? So I don't know if I'm right or if I'm wrong, but I just feel like, you know, clients that have PCI data, you know, retail clients with credit card information, HIPAA compliant data for healthcare clients, I think that they should, they need to be here, right? So I don't know. That's kind of the decision that we made. We may rethink that, uh, but right now we're... Uh, we're back home. Love to hear from some of you guys too that are kind of going through this. But hey, uh, before we get into what I what is to be, I think a, an episode that I'm kind of surprised I never did before. I just have a little bit of an announcement for the next episode next week. We've been working to try to get him on the episode for really probably about the last half year, and uh, we finally did it. So Paul Jarman, who is the CEO of Nice in Contact, which is now Nice CX One, uh, will be joining us on Advice from a Call Center Geek. So again, really, he's a gr- amazing guy, super down to earth, super smart. Um, you know, we're going to talk about AI, conversational AI. Talk about the three purchases that you that they just made. You know, where do we see the contact center going? What are some tools for for smaller contact centers that we think you know that you, you really need? Uh, are, what are the changing channels? Is voice still king? What are, what are some trends that are happening with that on the digital front? Because digital is such a such a huge piece of where things are going. So again, probably a can't miss episode. Maybe one of the highlights of, of what we've done here, and, and this will be what I guess episode one hundred and eighteen. Uh, so you know, really excited, really excited for that. So please. You know, please make sure that you listen to the next episode. I think it'll be super helpful. 
This episode, though, <clears throat> I think is going to be extremely helpful as well. And what I wanted to talk about is what what should a new contact center manager literally just got the job and walks onto the floor their first day? What should they do? You know, what what, what should that first day, first week, first two weeks, up to the first three weeks, what should it look like? What should our goals be? And, you know, this kind of got brought to me by a lot of you um, who've kind of asked me, hey, I'm new. What should I be doing or what are some of the things that you would do first? But I have a LinkedIn friend. Um, his name is Gary Gormley. And he is a, he's a contact center specialist. And he had a post and it was a, a poll that basically said, hey, you're, you know, you're brand new call center manager. What are some of the first things that you would do? And that really got me thinking. Right, because I haven't had to think about that in a really long time. I've had my own company for a while, and it really interests me. So I think I went on his post, and I, I even apologize for kind of hijacking it because I wrote this giant, <laughs> this giant post on all the things that I would do. And then, you know, over the last ten days or so since that, I, I really thought about it and said, you know, if I left Expedia, if somebody, you know, backed up a huge giant truckload of money. And said, "Hey, come, uh, come run, run my contact center. What would be the first things that I would do?" So, hopefully, I think that this helps you. I know that there's a lot of newer contact center managers that listen to this podcast. There's a lot of supervisors that someday are looking to take over, um, you know, their their own contact center. So, again, hopefully that this can help you and, and will add some value because I I pretty I thought pretty deeply and, and kind of hard on this. So, <clears throat> let's pretend that we just. Uh, whether whether it is a, a outside job that we just applied for, right? So we really don't know what's going on. Or if you are a you know a, a supervisor, or a call center rep, and you get promoted, I think that the, the this will you know, kind of work both ways. So let's pretend this is our first day. We're going to pretend that there's no COVID, so we're actually going into the office, and, and whatever it's eight o'clock in the morning, and we sit down at our desk. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to set up my desk, put up my kids' pictures, put up the picture of my wife. I'm going to get a cup of coffee, right? I'm going to breathe for a second. And then I'm going to do a morning breakfast meeting with uh, all of the the management team and the the floor supervisors. Now, let's talk about, before we, we get into this meeting, you know, what is the goal of this meeting and what is the goal of our first really three weeks? And I think what you you want to do by the end of your three-week period is have the trust and have earned the trust of the managers, team leads, and reps on the floor, right? That's it. That's what you want to do. Now, there's a lot of things that you need to do to get their trust, but that's the goal of what you should be thinking of in that first month, that first three-week period, right? You don't want to go in there, you know, guns a-blazing and say, hey, we're going to change this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, because a lot of times, even if you are a a, a supervisor or some type of management person that is now running the show, you still don't know the nuance. You still don't know the politics of kind of what's going on. You might know a little bit more about the floor, but for a lot of us, you know, you got to kind of take it slow and let's let's learn. So we're going to go into this first breakfast and we're going to talk again to the management team, to the floor supervision, you know, we'll have coffee and bagels and, and things like that. And, and literally just have a conversation of get to know you, right? So you know, what What should I be called? Should it be Mr. Laird now? Even if I'm, I'm a supervisor that got promoted, should I still just be Tom? Um, you know, talk about their kids. Talk about how long they've been with the company, some of the things they like. You know, this is the time for you to listen more than it is for you to talk. 
right? Now you want to maybe give a, a quick, you know, some things that you think that you'd like to do from a cultural standpoint, you know, of basically, hey guys, we want to, you know, take what you've done here, define culture. That's the other thing. And I'm going to say it kind of early on here. So many of us make the mistake of choosing improper words when we don't really mean what we're saying. So having to say that, you don't want to go in there and be like, hey guys, we're going to change all this, right? Because you're going to get pushback. And basically when you say you're going to change something in this type of setting, it basically means the way you were doing it is dumb and bad. The way that I'm doing it is smart and good, right? Me good, you bad, right? And it sets off this this, this tone that, you know, can can cause some issues. So, you know, I think, you know, the tone that you want to take is, hey, we're going to work together. We're going to kind of improve this. You guys have done such a good job on so many of these things. I have a couple ideas too. And I think working together, we can really push this thing to the next direction. You basically said you're going to change things, but you're not changing things. You know, you didn't say that actual word. So again, it's just like when you're on the phone, this is a customer service kind of deal, right? The tone is the message. You want to make sure that your tone, make sure that your word choice is is appropriate um, and it, it breeds a, a kind of a community with them instead of an us or me versus you or follow me or else kind of kind of attitude. All right. So I'm going to leave that meeting and this is still first day. I'm going to go then into my office. I'm going to go look at the KPIs that everyone has been you know talking about. What KPIs are we supposed to be hitting? Is it service levels? Is it handle time? Is it average speed of answer? Is it... Uh, do we have sales aspects of conversion and, and cross-sell and upsell and the, you know those types of, of metrics? What are the metrics? What are the KPIs? I'm going to kind of get my hands around it. And the other thing I'm going to see is what do we have good dashboards for? What are we reporting well on? What are we not reporting well on? I'm going to have a notebook. And in this notebook, I'm going to just have everything that I think needs to be improved. And then I'm also going to have something that I think is awesome. What that they're doing is really, really good. And if we can kind of tie those things together again, I think, you know, you can get, you can start to really earn some trust. So again, looking at the KPIs, then I'm going to bring in the call center trainer, excuse me, and I'm going to have her give me a real rough overview of, of, you know, the types of calls, uh, try to give me a a good feel from 30,000 feet of what we're trying to accomplish, right? So if you're an internal call center, Maybe there's only three call types. There's customer support and there's password resets and there's delivery issues, right? If you're a BPO, right, there's going to be hundreds, there are going to be hundreds of call types, right, for all kinds of different clients. And you're never going to be able to, you know, grasp that your first day, but you're just going to kind of get a flavor and a feel. And then what you're going to do is you're going to listen to as many calls as you possibly can your first day. That's what I would do. You're not here to QA anybody because you don't know enough. Um, at least for most of us, we don't know enough. Now, granted, if maybe this was the center you've been working at for 20 years, you should know. But I'm going to listen. And even if you, this is the center you've been working at for 20 years, you don't really know the nuance of every team. And you can hear so much on culture and what supervisors are really active and, and, and positive for their team by monitoring and listening to different teams. Are, are they... Are some of the reps just like blah, blah, blah? Are all of them peppy and excitable? And do you see a difference in supervisors when it comes to that? So you, there's a lot to, that you can learn, again, about the whole culture of the organization, the culture of your management team by listening to calls. So I would be listening for for a couple hours that, that first day. Um, I think that that is just, you know, so vitally important. And then, you know, I think even that first th- first day, first three days, I'm going to make sure that I do some, I don't want to say focus groups, 
but I'm going to pull some of these reps from the floor and we're going to talk and we're going to have a get to know me. I'm going to have pizza. Um, again, just want to hear from you. How long you've been with the company? How many kids do you have? What do you like about what you do? You know, and again, listen, um, not drill down deep into what, uh, what they hate, what they like, but just get a flavor of, of where everything's at. Right. Again, this is, you've only been there for, for less than a week. All right, and then what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try as best as I possibly can. Now, understanding a lot of your programs out there and a lot of the programs that I have, the training for these things can be six plus weeks. I get it, right? But we're going to talk to our trainer and we're going to say, hey, can you get me trained on the easiest, easiest call type that we possibly can so that I can take calls as quick as I possibly can you know, at least by that second week. And again, you're not going to go to training, but every maybe every day there's a couple hours that you're you're kind of learning this. And then off hours, I'd be learning the program as well. I'd be talking to the supervisors. And what I would do is by week two, I'm going to walk out on the floor and I'm going to take calls for a couple hours. And I'm going to make sure the reps see me take calls. I might rotate a team every single, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And make sure that everybody sees me and high fives me and you earn a respect level that can't be even talked about when you're actually on the floor, when you're actually starting to take calls with those guys. So I think that that's a really, really important thing. And again, even have like QA fake some scores and so people can laugh so that you get, you know, hundreds and you can play around and have some fun with that. Um, But still kind of, you know, build that aspect of what are you trying to do? You're trying to earn respect. In week two and three as well, I would start to develop what you guys think is the new culture statement, and I would do that with your management team, right? So supervisors, team leads, I'd bring them in. And if you can make this kind of their idea, right, have an idea in your head of, of what you want. So again, for example, at Expedia, we say our, our culture is a sunshine attitude with an entrepreneurial mindset, which boils down to attitude and effort. So again, we're incenting, we're promoting, we're hiring off of that mantra. So what is the mantra going to be in your organization, right? Is there is it more sales that we need? Is it uh, you know sales above everything? Is it service above everything, right? Come up with something that I think everybody can agree to. Three words, four words, max. Um, have the supervisors, have it be their idea so that you get their instant buy-in. And then you can start to build off that. Week two, I'm listening to more calls as well, right? Every day I'm trying to get at least an hour in, hour, two hours in of, of listening to calls. Week two, I'm going to review the KPI process. Are we listening or, or are we tracking the right things? Are we monitoring the right things? Um, how's our QA scorecards? Are they reflective of what we're doing um, with the KPIs that we need to hit and also with the culture that we're trying to, to inform, right? If we have a culture that says it's quality over everything and all we're doing is scoring reps on um, conversion and cross-sell and upsell and sales. Well, that doesn't that those things aren't you know they're not congruent. They don't they don't make sense together. So does everything kind of flow together from that aspect as well? The thing I'm going to do two in week two and three is I'm going to sit down with with HR and I'm going to talk to them about where our culture is and the types of individuals that we want brought in. You need to get them on board, and you might get some pushback from these guys because they're going to say, "Hey, we've been hiring these type of individuals for 20 years. We know what we're doing." And, and what you say is, no, I, I hear you. I think you guys have done a good job with that. I just want to kind of add to the flavor of, of what we're looking for, right? Again, 
you want to make friends here. There's no reason to be like, it's my way or the highway at this point. Um, and I said at this point, because maybe farther on down the road it will be, but you know, try to get them on board. And, and I think most of the time you, you can. Have them understand what you're trying to build, what you're trying to, to get through to your reps, the culture that you're trying to change or trying to, to enhance. And I think you know they'll, they'll kind of get through and understand that. And then, you know, I'm going to make sure I have some focus groups with the reps and the supervisors together so that we can all get on the same page on this culture deal. You know, I've said culture about 4,000 times. If you can build that in the first two to three weeks to have them understand what is expected and you can have that, you know, in a really short sentence and something that you can constantly be repeating and and it sums up all of your things, you know, attitude and, and effort. Effort for us sums up so many things when it comes to our KPIs, Right. And attitude is we got to have that that positive person here. So if we get a positive person and, and we're really dealing with all of our our KPIs because they're given that effort, right, we're going to be in a really good place. So that's kind of what you're trying to do is basically take an umbrella with a word and and kind of use that in place of all the things that you want and that you think are important from an actual operational standpoint. If that makes sense. If that does not make sense, I want you please 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 email me. T Laird at Expivia, E-X-P-I-V-I-A.net. Ask me about it. I will help you do it. Look me up on LinkedIn. Just look up Thomas Laird on LinkedIn. Um, I would love to, to try to help you and, and talk to you about culture. I, I love that stuff. All right. The last thing that you're going to do then is you're going to take everything that you learned in the first really two weeks. In that third week, I would kind of be away from everybody a little bit, or at least for the first couple of days. And I'd, I'd be coming up with a plan. Right. What are the KPIs that we like? What are the dashboards we need to fix? What are some of the IT integrations that, that we need to go through? Um, do we have any HR issues with a culture that's just not going to be a fit for where we're trying to move forward? Um, are QA scorecards good? You know, coming up with all the things that are good and all the things that we want to kind of make a change with. Um, coming up with a plan, and this is going to be your your six month or your your one year plan, right? To kind of kind of get through all this stuff. But I think if you do that. If you meet with everybody, if you're talking with everybody, if you're you're listening more than you're you're talking, right? Um, if you can come up with you know some of the the main cultural aspects that you want, you get the buy-in. Uh, the reps see you on the floor taking calls. You know, your first three weeks are going to be really successful, and you're going to be able to say that you definitely earned the trust of of your team. And you know, once you earn the trust, there's just so many things that you know you can do uh, that it makes the job a lot of fun. And, you know, it makes the atmosphere, I think, you know, one that, you know, the people will start, you know, kind of running through walls for you if they know that you're there for them, um, if they know that you really care about what they're doing and um, you think that, you know, what they're doing is important. So, again, I hope that that is, is helpful. I know, again, there's there's so many of you that are that are newer that listen to the podcast. So, you know, this one's for you guys. And again, hopefully that's that, that's helpful. Please email me anytime if you have any questions about anything um, contact center related. If you uh, hook me up on LinkedIn, find me. Also, we have a texting community, right? So just dial contact center. Let's do call center manager. That way I'll know it came from this episode. Call center manager and just text that to 814-247-0366. And, uh, you know, I can respond to you that way. A ton of ways to get a hold of me. A ton of ways that, you know, hopefully I I can help you. Um, in your new role or in a role that you've had for a while that maybe there's a little bit of frustration or you're confused on something or just want you know to, to vent on, on something that's that's happening in, in your contact center. Again, thank you guys very much. Um, 
make sure, make sure, make sure you check out, obviously, this episode. Well, you already are if it's the 19 minutes and you're still listening. But next week's episode as well um, with, with Paul Jarman. Really excited about that.